Today on the news and why it matters, Mike Bloomberg qualifies for the first Democratic debate amid a, a controversy over a resurfaced video of uh, Bloomberg saying some uh, not so nice things about <laughs> blacks and Latinos in the workplace. Oh, that one's awkward. Uh, also, the coronavirus, a new analysis shows that it is much deadlier than the common flu. Is that actually true? We will get into it right here at the roundtable and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined today by uh, the one and only Glenn Beck himself. How Thank you, you for being here. Thank you. Chad Prather. Of I am glad to be joined with you. Are you? Yes. Mm. Thank you. Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather it Show. weird. Yes. It's, it's You're a, a weirdo. Right? <laughs> very forced. Uh, also, the Blaze.com's own Giancarlo Sopo. Except he's not Italian. No, he's but not I, Italian. He's not Italian, yeah. but I gotta say it like this. Uh, according to 23andMe, I'm much more Italian than Elizabeth Warren is Native American. So yeah, I mean that's basically so I every, everyone I other more, than. This is serious. I am more Native American <laughs> than Elizabeth Warren. So. <laughs> There's, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mike Bloomberg has qualified for the first Democrat, his first Democratic debate uh, amid a wave of controversy surrounding a resurfaced video. <laughs> um, and it's not just this one, though. This is this one that we're about to play is from a 2011 interview that he had. But I mean, there were the 2015 comments on stop and frisk. There were the comments on farmers that Glenn, I heard you talk about oh, on radio gosh, this so morning. Insulting. I mean, it's just one after the other after the other. Uh, but here is Mike Bloomberg talking about black and Latino males <laughs> and uh, how apparently they just have no clue how to behave in the workplace. Watch. This cohort of black and Latino males aged, let's say, 16 to 25 that don't have jobs, don't have any prospects, don't know how to find jobs, don't know uh, that they, what their skill sets are, don't know how to behave in the workplace where they have to work let collaboratively. Me, I, no, whites. no whites like that. No. Not a single white man can be found like that. I just want to thank you guys for teaching us civilized, uh, yes. uncivilized animals. Well. How to be human beings. Yeah, Chad, that's just, more you this time. Well, it is. I mean, you know, look, I'm, I'm glad that I can be a civilized white man. Yeah. I really am. I know how to act in the workplace most of the time. I know how to get a job. Uh, I mean, what's wrong with what Bloomberg said? Of course he's accurate. He's 100% right. You know? I mean, that's what we all think, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. See, that's the, see it's cringe like when a, I say it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cringe, but when he says it, oh, let's get him on the debate stage. Yeah. Let's have this conversation. Let's, is, let's have this talk. I, I didn't think it was possible. But if Democrats were looking for someone to win in November... If the contest is the most unlikable man in America, <laughs> you know, it was it's hard. Donald Trump, a lot of people think he's very unlikable. Mm -hmm. He wins. Bloomberg wins that contest. He is so unbelievably unlikable. There's at least a charm mm. to Donald Trump. There's like a. I don't know. Uh, 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 he, he enjoys ribbing people he's and funny. calling him short. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. There's a little bit when he's not serious. There's a there's a little bit of joy in it, and it's fun. This guy, he's just he's just a dictator in the making. Uh, really, Giancarlo, what are your thoughts? Well, don't, I, let the, don't let them white explain it to you. Okay, I'm just please. glad you guys keep me around here still. Because <laughs> well, apparently, I, I I don't know how well, to behave in the workplace. He didn't. Oh. I saw him crapping in the lobby about. 20 <laughs> 
<laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. So, he, he at least said you should wipe. <laughs> you mean it's not supposed to go there? So, Glenn, you know, you talked about Bloomberg being so unlikable. And, I mean, I completely agree with you. How is it, though, that in this last poll that qualified him for the Democratic debate, he got 19% nationally? Easy. This is so easy. So easy. The Democrats are like women trying on shoes. Okay? They have this shoe that I don't think exists that looks the way they want it and doesn't hurt the minute you put them on. And so they go to the shoe store and you try on every freaking pair of shoes and they like them. I want to walk around and then they walk around in them for a while and then, oh, these hurt. These hurt. Of course they do. They're lady shoes. They're all going to hurt you. Okay? And they continue to look and continue to look. At the end, you walk away without a box of shoes because I couldn't. They didn't have what I was looking for. They don't make what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the same. The shoes are the Democrats, all of the candidates, and they keep trying them on. I got news for you, America. The Democrats don't make something that won't hurt your feet. Mm -hmm. it's all going to hurt every time. So he is right now doing 19% because he's the mythical unicorn. He's the shoe that doesn't hurt but looks good in an ad. Mm. Once you cozy up to any of these guys, you realize, oh, I don't like these people. Yeah, Yeah, they keep looking for the glass slipper and they keep trying it on all the ugly stepsisters in this situation. Or I like that analogy and it's a very good one. Or uh, Giancarlo, when he acts like a primate and throws the crap against the wall, (laughs) it will stick. That's exactly what's going on because they're saying, well, the big issue is that the Democrats don't know what shoe size they wear. They don't know the size of their Mm. foot. Is, is, it a, is it a black foot? Is it a transgender foot? Is it a climate change foot? Is it an abortion foot? I mean, what, what, what do we want to wear? Well, they change all the time. Yeah. You know, it's diversity, and then it wasn't diversity, and it was female, and it's not female. What do we want? We don't know. Yeah, I think Bloomberg's like benefiting from like this process of elimination mm-hmm. where Joe Biden is just imploding. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is irrelevant. Uh, Amy Klobuchar isn't really taking off either, so he's benefiting from this process and also just from having spent $200 million. And and that's it. Yeah. Tomorrow is the first time anybody's going to... I lived in New York under Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's not good. He's not good. He, he regulated the streets. He wanted to close down, I think it was Lexington and Broadway. Mm-hmm. Now, there are only... 18 streets that go across the island. Mm-hmm. So that whole width, there's only like 18 of them. And they run all the way down to the bottom of the island. He wanted to close two of them. One was Times Square, the busiest intersection in all of America. And he wanted to make it a walking park, a linear walking park. The people voted and went, uh, no, no walking park. So what did he do? He decided he'd put concrete barriers in between the lanes, make make it absolutely impossible for you to do anything you wanted to do in the on those streets. You, it was it was it was almost like revenge. It was like, oh, really, people, you don't like my idea? Let me show you what I can do. He didn't close them down. He just made them impossible to navigate. Mm-hmm. What do you make of uh, Bernie Sanders in this same poll uh, that Bloomberg got 19 percent? Bernie Sanders is, of course, leading the pack with 31 percent. Is that 
Are you nervous at all that there are that many people who are that solid for Bernie Sanders? I don't think and they're that solid communism? for Bernie S Sanders. I think they are. They are so. I mean, they thought we were crazy for going for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Okay, Donald Trump was at least listening to people. All right, they're just they hate Donald Trump so much that they will literally go for. And when when Chuck Schumer says, "Oh, it doesn't matter if they're a socialist or not," we'll back them. That's insanity. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah. yeah. It just seems to me like this is a party without any ideological contours at this point. Um, to see Bernie Sanders getting up to like one third of the Democratic Party vote, is, it's absolutely insane. And if you look at who his voters are, they tend to be young people who didn't live through the Cold War, people who have no idea what socialism is. Um, so it's scary, but it's also not particularly surprising. How does your wife feel? We've just, I just yeah. talked to his wife in the green room. Okay. Tell me about how she feels about Bernie Sanders. Oh, she, she finds him terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. I don't know about all this. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> you guys have me all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's all wrong. <laughs> no. I, it's funny to watch this thing unfold. I don't think that Bernie Sanders winds up with a Democratic nomination because I just don't think they will allow it to happen. It's just not going to happen. In two weeks... I'm going to war game that on my Wednesday night special. Not tomorrow, but the next Wednesday, mm -hmm. I war game that. And I literally mean war game. Mm -hmm. That, if yeah. they don't let him, if he That's is getting... going to happen. Uh, there is so Milwaukee, bye-bye. I, I, I did a show in Charlotte, North Carolina, year before last, and in a meeting, meet and greet, someone asked me the question. They said, do you think we're going to have a civil war? And I said, no, we're too lazy. We've already chosen the Kardashians and, and frozen foods, and maybe the battle starts at 2 p.m. and mom can wake you up. No. <laughs> Where the civil war will happen is within the Democratic Party if, within the left, I'll say, within the left, if Bernie doesn't get that nomination after 2016. You're right. Milwaukee will burn to the ground. It's going to be like Chicago in, what was it, 68? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely terrible. But you know what? Like, you've been on top of this. You've been predicting this for a while, that it's, and, it's, and it's actually happening now. We see that the Democratic Party is completely imploding. Mm -hmm. And like, like you guys were saying, if he doesn't get the nomination and he gets like a plurality of the delegates heading into Milwaukee, oh. yeah, it, it, yeah, it's going to be, it, it's done. It's a bloodbath. Yeah. These people have never been this close, which is really interesting. It'll show you. You've never had a socialist, a diehard, actual, honest-to-God, I-want-capitalism-gone socialist. They've been pushing for one for over 100 years in the country. Okay, mm -hmm. This is the first time you have one of the two could be a socialist, and you only get 30%, and you get 30% because Donald Trump it, it's more of a vote against Donald Trump than for Bernie Sanders. I bet you with 10% of that, 30. So you only have 30%, I mean, 20%, really, mm -hmm. that are die hard. Mm. That's, that should tell you something about America. You know, we're all socialists now. No, we're not. I, I contend about 20% will go for it. About 10% know what that actually means. 10% mm -hmm. is just like, yeah, I want change. <laughs> and the other 10% on the 30 is, I just don't want Donald Trump. So you think this is a case of the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's just the people who are screaming the loudest are getting the most attention. And no, I think like you have more. to be prepared for 10% of the population that actually knows what this is, knows who he is. No, he is a communist. He's not a socialist. He is a communist. Mm -hmm. um, and... 
Democratic socialists want to help you a democratic yeah. Congress. <laughs> and they, will, and they will, and they'll burn the place down. Yeah. They will do everything they can to burn the place down. These people are Jacobins. I mean, if you see well, like the tweets that I was getting today. Explain Jacobin. Yeah, uh, the, the people during the French Revolution who wanted, uh, there, were, there were the radicals who burned everything to the ground, basically. Yeah. Um, so he, I, I just put out there on Twitter today, because like, somebody asked me, why don't you like Bernie Sanders? And I was saying, uh, because when my grandfather was a political prisoner, he was cheering on Fidel Castro uh, to mm-hmm. chop off his head. So that's, I think that's like a pretty good reason. <laughs> and, and I had like a Bernie bro respond to me, your grandfather got what he deserved. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So that's who these people are. And Americans are about to see firsthand what so many of us, like who our families come from Latin America, what we've understood intuitively for decades, mm-hmm. which is that you cannot give leftists an inch of power. It's just simply not negotiable. There's no coalition with them, nothing. You guys get zero. But the Democrats are going to learn this the hard way after, after like fueling radicalism for years and allowing this, this problem to fester. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of allowing the problem to fester and uh, giving leftists all of that control, uh, the mainstream media, big tech companies, Facebook, Twitter, even big mobile companies that you wouldn't think of, they're all in bed with the left. They are helping. They're taking a portion of your bill, your cell phone bill that you're paying, and they are putting it towards leftist causes that you are fighting against. I really want them to do an ad. I'm serious. I may make this ad for them for free. I really feel like saying to the mobile phone companies, do you hear us now? Do you hear me now? Do you hear me? I don't want any of my money going to Planned Parenthood. Do you hear me clearly? Because that's the message you can send by switching over to Patriot Mobile. And it is... It's never been more important. Yeah, it really has not. And Patriot Mobile is, they're the only ones who actually donate a portion of your bill to causes that you and I believe in. They are, you reflect your values. Uh, they're not going to donate to Planned Parenthood and uh, organizations that are going to take your guns. All Bill of Rights stuff. Yeah. All Bill of Rights stuff. Every American should be fine with that. And, you know, they have the same nationwide reliable service that you would have now. Uh, the plans start at $25. They come with unlimited talk, text. You can bring your your phone number over. Uh, I know it sounds scary switching cell phone carriers, but it's really not in 2020. Patriot Mobile makes it very easy. Uh, You can go to patriotmobile.com slash news. If you use offer code news, you will get free activation and a free gift. That's exciting. I don't even know what it is. You guys have to write in and tell us what your free gift is. I'm excited. You do? I do. What is it? I've gotten it. I've gotten the free gift. You got the free gift? I got the free gift. What is it? I know what I'm not telling. (gasps) Oh, wow. Oh, I have to find out. I actually got two of the free gifts. Was it a hat? Well, they were in the studio. (laughs) No, it wasn't. They were in the studio today, and they were talking about not only how good the coverage is now, but how it's expanding and getting even better. And, and, I mean, it's just like, look, it's already good. We're just going to make it better because yeah. we can. Yeah. You, again, patriotmobile.com slash news. Offer code news. You will get a free activation and a free gift. That apparently Chad knows what it is, but none of us do. Thanks a lot, Chad. You, you can also it. call. I always have the inside scoop. 972-PATRIOT. Back in a minute. According to a new analysis by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention in China, uh, the coronavirus may actually be much deadlier than the common flu, despite previous comparisons. Now, let's just kind of go over just the the high points of this. Uh, It was an analysis of 44,672 coronavirus patients in China whose diagnoses were confirmed by laboratory testing uh, that they found that 1,000 
23 people had died. That's a fatality rate of 2.3%. And the seasonal flu currently has a fatality rate of about 0.1%. Glenn... Is that enough to just say, okay, so, as a whole, it's much more deadly, well, deadlier than the flu? Uh, tomorrow is my special on the Wednesday night special at 9 p.m. on The Blaze. Um, and it is all about the coronavirus. And there are many things to be afraid of. Um, but the high mortality rate, I don't think, is one of them. Okay. The high spreadability is... Um, the China is lying to us. There's, there's probably at least 100,000 more that have been infected. The number, I think, is at 75,000 today. It was mm-hmm. 74 or 73 two days ago. Um, it's probably closer to 200,000, quarter of a million. Um, and in China, the mortality rate is higher. Um, but once you get out of China, it's not as bad. Um, And so China has communism going for it uh, and secrecy and and everything else. Um, What the real, to me, there's two things. I I talked to a doctor from China, actually in America, but spends most of his time in China working um, in that area. He's currently in quarantine, and we talk to him tomorrow from quarantine, Mm. Um, and he kind of tells what it was like to be in China and, you know, and what we should be afraid of and what we shouldn't be afraid of. He'll make the point tomorrow that it is the, just the overwhelming number of, you know, anywhere from a third of the world to 65% of the world will get this. And it's not going away. Most of our flu, our everyday flu, is a strain of the 1918 Spanish flu. So we're still fighting that one. And if you have that one, mm-hmm. and then you add another new strain of flu, you double your flu deaths in one season. And it will continue. This isn't going away. So it'll continue on down the road. So we go from right now, from January till now, we have about 25,000 people in America that have died from the flu, regular flu, mm-hmm. 25,000. If this flu is on top of it, Every year at this time, it would be 50 or 60 or 75,000 instead of 20. That's the real fear at this time. Mm. The other thing that I am more concerned about is the toll on the economy. India is already paying four times, four times the price for a bottle of aspirin. It's gone up 400%. China makes most of the drugs for India, almost all of them, and we're on the same kind of situation. Yeah. We don't make our own vaccines. We don't make our own drugs anymore because of the evil pharmaceuticals. So China makes them. China is already struggling just to keep regular businesses open. The shipping is a problem. They've closed the steel industry. The medical industry is really on the ropes. Um, by April, you'll start to see shelves thinning out in, in Walmart. If this continues to grow, you're going to have an impact right around election time. Beginning this summer, really making an impact around election time. And that could change the dynamics. And quite honestly, you could see Donald Trump losing if the economy falls apart. Mm, for, for reasons. The, not, that have, have nothing to do with him. 
Wow. I mean, remember, George Bush lost, or I mean, uh, um, uh, Barack Obama won in many ways because in June or July, before the election, Bear Stearns cratered. And then nobody really paid attention. And it was September, October when the market crashed. When that happened, John McCain was done. Done. And it could happen around the same time. Of all the Glenn Becks, you really are the Glenn Beckiest. <laughs> Seriously, I, like, I would say normally that I'm excited to watch a Glenn Beck special. Now I'll say I am anxious and very interested to watch right. it after having conversations with Jason Buttrell about what he's discovered. And I'll tell you, the thing that concerns me with this whole deal is, is why in the world do they bring people off of a cruise ship and you have to bring them to America because they're Americans. And you would think they would bring them to, they're in Asia, right? So they would bring them to Seattle or San Francisco or LA. No, they bring them to Oklahoma. Put them <laughs> right in the center of the country. I mean, makes a lot of sense, right? When you're trying to talk about isolating something and it's spreading out. Now let's, let's just put it right in the middle. You know what I really like is that we're putting these people on military bases. Mm -hmm. So who's guarding them? Our military. Right. Let's not have our military go down in a crisis? What do you say? Yeah. No, yeah, that, that, doesn't sound, uh, that doesn't sound like anything good. Giancarlo? Just, I just crapped my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw it on the wall. Yeah. It's a sign. Again? Yeah, it's a sign. yeah, this whole thing sounds pretty terrifying. Um, no, it, 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 it's, it's really scary. It's also just like a, a reminder of like the disgusting secrecies of communism. Mm -hmm. uh, the Soviets hid a, a nuclear catastrophe that could have affected the entire world. The Chinese now are hiding a, a, a deadly virus uh, that, that could really hurt a lot of people. Um, so, again, it's just kind of par for the course with the communists. And the problem is with the communists hiding stuff is we're pretty sure it didn't come from a bioweapons lab. But we're absolutely pos positive it did not come from the, the, the market with the bat Bats, soup. Yeah. It did not go there. It came patient zero. We don't know how he got it. And that's an important part of reconstruction. They keep going back to the bat soup. It wasn't bat soup. Mm -hmm. Conspiracy theorists keep saying, well, it was from a bioweapons lab. We don't think it was from there. The, the point is... Where did it originate? What, where is this from? We have, to, we have to be able to trace it all the way back. Mm -hmm. This thing mutates. Right now, China gets sick faster. They have worse care than, than we do. They're hiding things from their people. Plus, the, if you smoke, you have a better chance of getting it and really being impacted by it. If you have heart disease, if you have diabetes, you have a better chance of being truly affected or dying from it. Well, they're riddled with all of that stuff over in China. Mm -hmm. Here we're healthier, so the death rate will go down. But we could be sick enough to where our country is on the ropes economically over the course of the next eight months. But that's okay because Bernie's going to give us free health care. It exactly works. Exactly right. So no, no worries. I'm just glad to know bat soup's back on the menu because seriously, delicious. <laughs> oh, oh you're terrible. gross. Do you know that's still flying off? The, like in Taiwan and places like that, they're still they have like cans of bat soup. No, they're flying they off do. the shelf. They're literally flying yeah. off. <laughs> <and bat soup. laughs>
<laughs> Before we go, I uh, want to talk to you about home title fraud, which uh, you wouldn't think it, but is one of the fastest growing crimes in America, according to the FBI. In fact, I think, Glenn, you guys had an FBI agent come in and actually like, steal, my house. steal your home yeah, title. He came in and um, I'm like, well, you know, it's not going to work on my house because uh, I, I spent a lot of money with lawyers working, yeah. sure, and burying everything. And he came in and he handed my title to me with his name on it. And only thing that had to be done was for him to sign it, for it to be legal. Mm. And, and I said, how did you do this? He said, actually, all the stuff that you did made it easier. Huh. I'm like, what? And he's like, it's, it breaks all of the rules. It's, it's a disruption. And you can go in for $40 and you can file and change somebody's home title and they have absolutely no idea. Mm, that's what happens when everything is stored on the internet. Uh, no identity theft program, no bank, nothing protects you except home title lock. Now you got to see if you're already a victim and you can do that by going to hometitlelock.com. We've got you 60 risk-free days of protection. You go, you enter in your address, you see if you've already been a victim. Again, you're not going to know it unless you go to hometitlelock.com. That is hometitlelock.com. Don't let your equity get destroyed in your house. Hometitlelock.com. Very good friend of Glenn Beck, George Soros, uh, actually <laughs> stepped yes. up his campaign BFF. Tuesday yes. to thwart what he says is a Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg's attempt to help President Donald Trump win re-election in 2020, which is laughable to me. Uh, he wrote in a letter to the editor at the Financial Times that both Zuckerberg and uh, COO Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook are pushing for governmental regulation to distract from their supposed working relationship with uh, President Trump. He said, Mr. Zuckerberg appears to be engaged in some kind of mutual assistance arrangement with Donald Trump that will help get him reelected. Uh, I repeat my proposal. Zuckerberg and Sandberg should be removed from control of Facebook. And then he put in parentheses, it goes without saying that I support government regulation of social media platforms. Uh, of course, Facebook responded and said, while we respect Mr. Soros' right to voice his opinion, he's wrong. The notion he's a that crazy old dangerous man. Yeah. Emphasis on the dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, the notion that we are aligned with any one political figure or party runs counter to our values mm -hmm. and the facts. Uh -huh. they, oh, here's what they here's here's what they really care about. Regulation. They want regulation. And they're coming and saying, please regulate us, please, please regulate us, because when somebody says that to you, you immediately look back at them and go, well, where should we start? Mm -hmm. What should we do? Who can be the And the, the social, expert. and they will be the expert, and they will make sure no one ever competes with them. It's how, that's why we don't make the Auburn, one of the greatest cars ever in America. We don't make it anymore. It was it was greater than the Rolls-Royce at about half the price in the 1930s. And then the automotive makers, the big three, went to FDR and said, please regulate us. Tell us how we can help you. Well, how should I regulate you? And it put all of those car makers out, all of them. That's exactly why he, he doesn't care who the president is. He wants regulation because no one will ever challenge them again. 
George and Glenn have been so close <laughs> that uh, they're really starting to look like each other. You it's, should hear our pillow talk. <laughs> it's, I know. It's fantastic. I want to say something that I don't think a lot of people realize that are out there. So you look at it, and I get accused. You get accused. I see the comments out there where people say, well, yeah, y'all are just making a lot of money because Trump is in office through social media and all these things that you're using. You know, Trump's just making you guys. And I'm like, I wish that were true. But here's the thing. We would be better off if Hillary Clinton had gotten elected because then we wouldn't have had the Cambridge Analytica. We wouldn't have had all of the collusion talk. We wouldn't have had all of the crackdown on everything that's political on social media. Before Trump became president, it the reins were off. I could put uh, posts out there, videos out there, boom, 30 million, 40 million. People are, the thing's growing. Not anymore. You don't have that happen anymore. So this idea that, you know, Trump is making everything easier for all of us on, mm-hmm. the, on the right side of that table. Talk, is to, just farmers. Yeah. Talk to farmers Ludicrous. about that. Yeah. I also think it's, it's hilarious because I saw a bunch of people on Twitter uh, calling uh, Facebook uh, an anti-Semitic company. Mm. I was like, you Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg and Sandberg. Um, yeah. So, no, I think, Glenn, you're, you're exactly right. This is ultimately about regulation. Uh, Facebook really wants to be regulated, uh, especially with uh, some of the regulations it faces in Europe. So they want some of the same treatment here. Uh, George Soros, obviously, he's just trying to skew the, the political landscape in his favor. They already control all the media. They control the big networks. Um, and what they're trying to do is shift all conservative opinion outside of the Overton window. It doesn't matter how mainstream you are. Uh, you can be George Will, uh, and they're, they're going to try to push you outside of what's socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I couldn't figure out when I read this was, does George Soros, George Soros doesn't really believe that Mark Zuckerberg has it in the bag for Donald Trump. There's, no. there, I mean, there's no way. No. But because, you know, there was that story a couple months ago that Zuckerberg dared go have, what, lunch or dinner mm-hmm. with some conservatives. And mm-hmm. so they were trying to make it sound like he really was on the conservative side. You also, if you have George Soros as an enemy, those on the right might trust you a little bit more. I mean, it's in George Soros's best interest. Remember, he plays both sides. When it comes to currencies, English pound is the best. <laughs> English pound, you should get out of right now. I mean, he plays both sides. Yeah. He he is a master manipulator. Is there? I, I can't think of one Democratic presidential candidate that is not in favor of big tech government regulation. Is there one that I'm missing? I haven't heard any of them. I don't think Andrew Yang was. Was he? No, I don't think. Well, he's so. he's gone. God bless. He's not with us anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, President Trump has uh, issued a spree of clemency decisions today for high-profile figures. Uh, Most notably, he commuted the sentence of former Democratic Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich, who was convicted for attempting to sell Barack Obama's vacant Senate seat Whenever he was elected president, uh, he called the sentence ridiculous. He said it was it was too long and he will be able to go back home with his family after serving eight years in jail. He also pardoned former New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick, who was sentenced on tax fraud charges in 2010. Uh, Glenn, what are your thoughts on the uh, the commutation of this particular sentence for Blagojevich? I don't think that Blagojevich. I mean, you you sell a Senate seat. That's pretty bad. Um, I don't mind eight, ten years yeah. for that. Uh, Carrick is, you know, Carrick was just a, um, uh, you know, he's got issues himself. But I think that was a witch hunt mm-hmm. for him. 
Uh, I don't know what his tax situation was. I don't really remember it. I do remember when he went to prison, and it's been an awful long time. I mean, you know, you don't pay income tax. Let's talk to the Bidens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Barack Obama pardoned a lot of people. I, it's always amazing to me to watch the hypocrisy unfold that, you know, people don't even call it what it is anymore. You know, now people want to blame Trump for doing things like this. He pardoned that Puerto Rican so terrorist guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. I mean, it's, it's it amazing, though, uh, as well. Remember, this used to be saved for the last day in office. Yeah. Sure. You didn't do it because it was kind of shameful. It, it, was, it was clearly a friend of a friend of a friend, you know. Um, now, Trump has been different with some of these, um, but Blagojevich, Bernard Carrick, yeah. really? I mean, those are clearly you're connected to somebody. Yeah, well, well, and then it makes me wonder if he's just trying to curry favor with the Democrats because he's like, hey, I'm releasing your guy. See, I'm not just for the Republicans. Do I don't think? think he's stupid. <laughs> All right. I think he knows. I think he knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows it goes who he's deeper who than he's that. With. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, as a matter of fairness, um, Rob Blagojevich served eight years in prison. Um, I think that's, that's, that's a considerable amount of time. Uh, he's commuting a sentence. It's not pardoning him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I, I personally don't, don't have an issue with it. I don't think it's, uh, you know, the guy was going to sit like 20 years in the slammer while Hunter Biden's uh, jet-setting around the world and, and Rodeo Drive and what, what else, whatever else he's doing uh, with strippers. Uh, so he's doing something with the strippers. Thanks. Yeah. So I think as a matter of like public corruption, he served his time. Uh, it's you know eight years is is a long sentence. All right, back in a minute. I don't know. I don't mind these guys. Yeah. I've missed Rod Blagojevich. President Trump responded to former President Obama trying to take credit for America's booming economy uh, yesterday by calling him a con artist. Now, Obama wrote on Twitter, he posted a picture and said, 11 years ago today, near the bottom of the worst recession in generations, I signed the Recovery Act, paving the way for more than a decade of economic growth and the longest streak of job creation in American history, to which Trump responded, Did you hear the latest con job? President Obama is now trying to take credit for the economic boom taking place under the Trump administration. He had the weakest recovery since the Great Depression, despite zero Fed rate and massive quantitative Mm -hmm. easing. Now we have the best job numbers ever. Mm -hmm. Had to rebuild our military, which was totally depleted. Fed rate up. Taxes and regulations down. Uh, The best is yet to come. Keep America great. Glenn... I think Trump's right in this one. Obama is totally trying to take credit for what he did. He tried to pass the blame on to George Bush for eight years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those of us who were in the media at the time uh, were often perplexed on jobs saved. Because remember, it wasn't right. just jobs created. It was that. jobs created or and and saved. <laughs> yeah. how, do you, how do you figure that one out? Um, so he is, you know, he did... Um, massive regulation, which hurts the economy. Donald Trump did massive regulation cuts. He was constantly talking about higher taxes. You have lower taxes. Uh, I mean, the formula is really easy. Only a Marxist professor or one that ran for um, president of the United States and sat in the office would be so foolish to say that this is his economy. 
Yeah, I mean, don't you know that if you just sign a piece of paper that it creates massive companies like Uber and Facebook and you know Amazon and all that? You just especially, sign a piece of paper. That's especially all you got to do. Especially if you believe you didn't build this. Right. Right. You didn't build this. And so when you say, well, has he got a magic wand? You know, how's he going to create all this stuff? No, you said it couldn't be done. You said it couldn't be done. Those days are not coming back. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And now you're going to take credit for what you said was impossible? It's ridiculous. Giancarlo. I think what's really hilarious is that Barack Obama is willing to come out and talk about the economy, but he's not willing to throw Joe Biden a bone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Joe. Yeah. I mean, you know, like Joe's a, I'm sure he's a perfectly likable man. Uh, he, and he worked with him for eight years. Uh, you know, like in a creepy kind of way. You know, like a creepy uncle. So I wrap um, that six foot length of chain around this arm, go out in that parking lot, Esther <laughs> Williams. Yeah, so. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> so, corn pop. Corn pop. Corn pop. He's a bad right. dude. Oh. Bad dude. He ran a bunch of bad guys. Bad dudes. Right. So like, you know, like, yeah, so like, he, he couldn't even like, like, th- like say something nice about Joe Biden. Uh, he's like, but he's, but he wants to come out and like take credit for the oh, economy. To be fair, he does want to take credit for a lot. Yeah, but like, Joe Biden like really needs a hand right now. <laughs> it's like, look, it's like. To do what? Rub down the curly hairs on his legs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, before we go, the Boy Scouts of America, uh, you know, they, of course. Sad. Yeah. They, what, recently, within the last couple of years, started uh, accepting girls. It was three years ago. Started accepting girls into their organization. They are now filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, lost the biggest supporters in the country. Quite frankly, they lost the Mormon church. There were more Boy Scouts from that church than anything, any other organization. And they were loyal, loyal to the Boy Scouts. As soon as they started screwing around with them, the church said, I don't think so. And, and dumped the Boy Scouts. And it's, it's a sad day when the Boy Scouts are looked at as just, I don't even know. Campfire girls? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, do you think it's safe to say PC culture lost them there? That, that definitely hurt it, but also the sexual abuse claims that are there. They're trying to mm-hmm. avoid some lawsuits yeah. and things. You know, look, one of my sons is, is about to make Eagle. I'm like, hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. That's such a great... It really so is. Great. And we're very proud of them. And let me tell you something. Our communities here in Texas, you know, you look at this thing nationwide... These chapters here in Texas, I'm very proud of them, how they're running these, these, the organization in these chapters here, and they're doing a great job with it. But it really is sad to watch this organization, which has so much rich history and heritage, to have this happen. Yeah. Predictable. Yeah. I didn't want to be a Boy Scout when I was a kid because they Miami they take you out to the Everglades to get eaten by alligators. So whoa, mm. yeah. So I, I I passed on the Boy Scouts as as a kid. But I've been reading this book by Yuval Levin on the collapse of American institutions, and this is like a really important American institution. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why it's collapsing is because the leaders didn't understood what the institution stood for, yes. and they used it as a platform for social justice virtue signaling. Yes. And, and, and that's what you have. So people lose trust in these institutions, and and now you have boy, the Boy Scouts of one of the most important American institutions, especially for, like, for young boys and like yeah. young men, yeah. just uh, filing chapter 11. 
Let me tell you something. You could take this all the way back to the beginning of this episode where we talked about what's going to happen when Bernie Sanders doesn't get this nomination when he gets that support. Let me tell you, it's going to be you're going to see that house of cards, fart cards, house of farts, house the of house farts. of cards is going to fall. That's yeah. what's going to happen because it's the same thing that happens with institutions. If you don't run them right, that bad logic, that fallacy is going to eventually reveal itself. Well, Giancarlo, you touched on this, but you know, it's so important for our young boys to have an, an organization to turn to. And I look at my son, you know, he's going to be eight this year. And I'm like, are there going to be any organizations left no. that he can join? How, how, how do we teach them these things? Reset. This is where, this is where, quite honestly, the church has to step back up and do its job. It is the church's responsibility to turn boys into men. Uh, you make an excellent point about the Mormon church and the support that they had right there. The and, church. We, and we changed. We created our own thing. The church um, retooled a lot. Young men is their focus mm-hmm. right now because we've lost the Boy Scouts. Yeah. We're the only civilization, Western civilization, the only one throughout history and in the world today that doesn't have some form of ceremony that calls their boys into manhood. That is a problem. Yep. That is a problem. We don't have a ceremony where we formally say you are now a part of the council. You're part of the tribe. You're an adult. We respect you as a man. But when you have a war on masculinity the way that you do, how can you even come out in this PC culture and say that's okay? People are scared to do it. It is up to the church, which is supposed to face persecution anyway, to step up and say this is what matter. Masculinity and true manhood matter. Mm. All right. Back in a minute. You know, did you see that deal with a woman in Tennessee that was... Part of the pro-choice and pro-life group. Hey, yesterday's poll, which 2020 Democrat would be easiest for President Trump to beat? Uh, Bernie won this one. I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Bernie won this one, but only by a very slight margin, 37%, followed closely by Joe Biden at 35%, Buttigieg at uh, 14.5%, and Bloomberg at 13 Glenn, I think there's a common there's a common consensus that Bernie would be the easiest for President Trump to beat, but the stakes are also the highest. If he's I, the I, I got to tell you, I don't I don't gamble. I, <laughs> I put five dollars down on a crap table one time. They took my five dollar chip, and I said that was not five dollars worth of fun, and that's the last <laughs> time I gamble. The stakes are way too high, yeah. way yeah. too high to to play with Bernie. I don't think Bernie's the easiest to beat. Really? I don't think Trump believes he's the easiest to beat. I think Biden would be in that case. Yeah, I do too. But I but I don't think Bernie's easy to beat at all. And in fact, Trump came out a couple of weeks ago in comparison to Mike Bloomberg and said the same thing. Interesting. What do you think, Sean Carlo? My big concern is that the media is going to gaslight the American people for like for the next eight months with Bernie Sanders uh, as the Democratic nominee. Mm-hmm. It's like telling us, oh, he wasn't really a socialist, or he, you know, so people are going to be like utterly confused. Um, so that's probably my concern. And he also just has like this really creepy army of supporters. Mm-hmm. The, the, the 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 not not. I'm not talking about all Bernie Sanders voters. I'm talking about like this core group of Bernie right. bros. Up 10%. Yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. They're <laughs> creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Well, I mean, there is something to be said, though. Uh, obviously, the media will cover for whoever the Democrat yeah. uh, candidate is, but. Bernie's not, like, he's pretty transparent about who he is for the most part, right? Like, he'll just say, yeah. He's called himself a socialist his whole life, and Paul Krugman of the New York Times, who's an economist and should know better, then comes out with this, well, he doesn't really mean it. He's not, he's just, like, what was it he said? He said that he's, he's doing it for, like, a laugh effect or something. I was like, he's running for president, not comedian of the he country. He doesn't do anything for laugh effect. No. Okay, that's good, that's good. I think yeah. he hates laughter, We'll do actually. this later. We'll do this later. <laughs> Today's poll, can Mike Bloomberg buy 
the Democratic nomination. Uh, Glenn, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think between the Democrats being scared to death of actually running a socialist, not because of, you know, principles, but because they just think he would lose. I think, yeah, he uh, uh, Bloomberg could absolutely go in and buy that thing. Donna Brazil says yes. Hillary did it. Right. Yeah. So there you go. I think so, but it'll tear the, the party asunder. Oh, and it couldn't happen to a nicer group of people. <laughs> well, it's true, it's true, but, but yeah. Let us know uh, what you think. Uh, can Mike Bloomberg buy the Democratic nomination? By the way, before we go, don't forget, Glenn has his special on the coronavirus. Uh, it's tomorrow, right? What time? My hair was blonde <laughs> before I started doing this. Nine o'clock tomorrow, uh, live on Blaze YouTube and also on blazetv.com. Uh, and you can only get it after it's live on Blaze TV. So make sure you're a subscriber to blazetv.com. Yes, blazetv.com. You might want to come a little yeah. bit closer. Right. Right. Just well, talk wait. That might be bad. you were on. Yeah, well. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.